That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Assemble. Ninety nine nerds, episode thirty four. It's been a little bit of a break since we've seen you guys. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna lead off today with a epic slideshow from Sean because Seantacular yeah. Terry, who's here with David. Hi, Dave. With Austin. Hi, Dave. He just keeps nodding his head. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> I forgot there's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Okay. We will, however, deep dive more so into Bad Batch, which just had its season finale. We're going to dive into that. We're going to do some trailer news. But yeah. most, most importantly, what we are going to mostly do today is Sean is going to detail for us what his trip to Italy was like. Sean. You went to Italy? I did. I went to Italy with our cousin, Anthony. On a scale of one to Italian, how much are you? Negative four. That's good to hear. Yeah. You're still the Sean we know. I'm less of. Italian now, having gone to Italy, uh, the way I see it. Also, sense. fun fact, we're recording this during like what is probably the greatest thunderstorm we've ever seen this Monsoon. year. Monsoon. So uh, I'm going to have my work cut out for me. I believe in the sound of that out. But so let's dive into it, Sean. I have, a, I have a slideshow here. How many days were you in the land of Italy? Uh, a week. Or is it the land of Italy? It's both. Nice. Right. A week. So I have a slideshow here. Dang. Um, Italy. A nation. Mm. Of alcoholics, <laughs> trash, beauty, and stairs. Wow. Dang. Um, so a couple of things to know about Italy. It began with a case of uh, mistaken identity. Oh, Anthony, uh, our cousin here, he spelled my name wrong when he submitted oh. my passport information. S A J W N. No, he got my middle name wrong. Oh, uh, which you're not supposed to do. Yikes! Uh, so that meant that. Every single step of this uh, trip, we had to keep getting stuck in a line, reviewing my actual identity. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to prove myself over and over again. Damn. However, this gentleman in the back, he was really nice. He was really helpful. He uh, he was like, shout out to that guy. I don't remember his name, shout but out. he helped us. Okay. So um, first impressions of Italy, uh, the smell of cigarettes, mm. beautiful people. Yeah. Um, How and so? an abundance of trash. Were they like taller jawlines? Italians are good looking people. Let me put it like this. I would not recommend going to Italy if you're single. Oh. Because it's nothing but like people kept saying, Sean, do you think you're going to meet your future Italian wife while you're there? Right. 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 Um, but I did. Uh, but after like, <laughs> but after the 1800th time, it gets a little old. Oh, no. And so you kind of don't want to do it anymore. Uh, sure. So anyway. Were the beautiful people trash or was there trash? There was a lot of trash. It was a trashy mm. place. Uh, more on that later. So we took some trains. Sick. Sitting apart. Now hear me out. Naturally. We had to plunge into the darkest depths of the uh, subway station. Yeah, yeah. Now, for you guys, for whatever reason, this is super, super janky because you guys aren't getting the the feed of my uh, of my video every time I, I hit some button on it. Probably because it's like just super janky. Is that the sound of the train tracks or the rain? Uh, a little bit of both. Nice. So one of the funny things about the train, though, and uh, is that when you're on a subway, I don't know how many of you guys have ever been on a subway before. David, have you ever been on a subway? I've been to Subway. Okay. What <laughs> about you, Austin? You ever been to Subway? Oh, so, I have. I'm sorry. I have. Oh, so you might notice that the like the train will like kind of curve and swerve when you're looking down the end of it because the like, right. kind of cool parallax effect. Right. So that made me kept thinking to myself, like, wow, is this real life? And how did they do it in Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Uh, that was a bus. 
Yeah, it was like an accordion. So box. that's how they did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well anyway. <laughs> while we were in Italy, it was nothing but stairs. <laughs> Shang-Chi. <laughs> stairs, stairs, more stairs. Oh, no. Everything sure. was climbing up stairs. Was your Apple Watch just giving you props the whole time? It kept asking me if I was wanted to re- record a workout, mm. but I didn't want to give it the satisfaction. No. Uh, there were some fountains everywhere placed throughout the city that you could drink out of. But is that what they're for? Wait, what? <laughs> well, it's like this weird little, like it's it. I guess it's a fountain. Wait, it, were there other people drinking? You know how like we have fire hydrants. <laughs> you know how we have fire hydrants in America. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Rome. Imagine like one end of the fire hydrant is just like squirting out water. Oh. And then people can come and fill their water bottle on it. Wow. Mm. Is it filtered? I hope so. But you needed to keep drinking because we're climbing so many (laughs) stairs. Everywhere we went, it was just stairs. Oh. Uh, The food of Italy. See, it's just black for you guys. How about spaghetti? (laughs) But um, these ignorant Americans. Uh, so, Sean, how would you define beauty? You're saying these people are beautiful. What does that mean to you? Like, what about it? Uh, Tall, dark, and handsome? Sure. Sun Short, light. There was two and- kinds of people in Italy. There was um, there was between the ages of 25 and 30. Okay. And then there was, like... 70 and plus? 70 plus, yeah. <laughs> they that have one it. of the oldest populations, that was it. Like, they? anybody could have been any age, but I wouldn't have noticed the difference because it was just like... That kind of thing. Where I heard it's the olive oil. It keeps you young. Uh, I'd have to ask Popeye about that. I'm not sure. I think that's spinach. <laughs> so what oh. is there to do in Italy when you're there? Um, Did you just like roam around? <laughs> no, we, we saw a bunch of sites. Uh, we went to... The Sistine Chapel. We nice. went to uh, with the that's Vatican with all the City. artwork on the the ceiling. Yes, nice. Uh, turns out you can't right? you can't record while you're in there. Isn't that crazy um, yeah. turtle did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, Michelangelo was busy. Which side note, real quick, there is I heard there's a uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game coming out. What? And it's gonna be like I art- saw a trailer for Open a World? new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's going to be kind of like Arkham Asylum, kind of like the Arkham games. Yeah. But it's going to be focused on one of the turtles. And it's going to be like some super legit. Did you know there's a crossover with Batman and the Ninja Turtles? I did not know I I don't know if it's a show or it's a comic, but I saw a picture. And he's like, he's at the alley where his parents died. He's like, and this is where it happened. This is where I watched my parents get murdered right in front of me. And then it's like Michelangelo next to him, like, dang, bummer, dude. <laughs> what is this crossover? Um, I, I actually just recently saw, we'll get right back to the Italy, I promise, Sean. But I just saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were all a parody of Daredevil. Really? Yes. And the similarities are insane. Daredevil, you say? I've heard, the, I've actually heard this. So, yes, some of the similarities. Uh, like instead of the like instead of the hand, they're the foot. Yeah. So TMNT they fight the Foot Clan, whereas Daredevil fights the hand. Oh. Um, the hand uses abandoned underground tunnels to transport drugs. Uh, there's no similarity there. Actually, hang on. <laughs> so Daredevil's uh, what would you call it? Uh, not master, but uh. Sensei? Yeah, his like sensei is mentor. Uh, stick. Mentor. Sensei. So Daredevil's mentor is Stick, whereas the Turtles have Master Splinter. Mm. The Turtles got their powers from ooze, like a toxic ooze, and Drink Daredevil the gets ooze. it. Drink the ooze. <laughs> Drink yeah. And yeah, Daredevil gets it from uh the toxic chemicals. I have a very small window of view outside, and all I can see is this massive goose that just landed on that house over there. Shout out to that goose. It's a duck, isn't it? No, it's a goose. All right, well, (laughs) (laughs) because who is that? (laughs) uh, Oh, it works. Okay, so this Andre, uh, or is it Andrea? This is Andrea. Uh, Uh, A lot of people in Italy had like female names, even though there were guys. Like Michaela and Andrea. Michaela? Yeah. 
So Where this was Andrea. He was uh, the bartender who worked at the top of our hotel. How old is he? Uh, uh, he was probably pretty young. I mean, he might have only been like uh, 19, 18. Oh. Uh, he was a really 12. cool kid. I keep forgetting that we get older. His English wasn't great, <laughs> but he did his best. Oh, and he was a good boy. <laughs> so that's all. I just, that's all I wanted to say He's about a good boy. Andrea must be something in the marinara. I have a couple shots of uh, Vatican that uh, I don't think we'll ever do it justice. Yeah, just skip ahead to those. <laughs> but um, you know, the even the floors were beautiful. Is that a centaur in the Vatican. Behold, did they know something? The ceilings are beautiful. Yeah, did they know really something? Cool. <laughs> Dang, those are cool. Uh, like I said, you couldn't actually get footage of the Sistine Chapel. They kind of wouldn't let you go in and take vid- video or picture. Which yeah. is weird. Why not? Well, I guess it's because the Sistine Chapel has a door on one side of it. And on the other side of that door is like the Pope's apartment. Like literally the place where he lives. And so I guess they said, oh, it's a security thing. Like you can't. It'd be uh, like having. It'd be like you taking pictures and video of somebody's front yard or backyard. It's like, it's not appropriate to be taking. Interesting. Uh, all, except for like thousands of people are crammed into this thing all day looking around. So I don't know whatever that means. You know what they're worried about? What Nicholas Cage? Uh, me too. I'm gonna steal the Pope's apartment. Pope's <laughs> <laughs> apartment. All right. Well, um, let's see what happens when I click this one. Oh, okay. This was important. Uh, we eventually did go to a comic shop. There it is. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. And it was really, really fast, fancy because um, it was like the only place in town that maybe had the thing I was looking for while we were there. Oh, yeah. Which means, boys, uh... I have here an Italian Magic the Gathering booster set. Dang. Which means it's time to actually open it. Crack that mother. Shout out to at stars. Nope. At star shop. I think, yeah, I think it was Roma. Called, like, I think it was called star shop or something. Nope. It's stars hop Roma. All right. Well, I can't open this. Everybody should follow them. Message them taps off. All right. We're just going to skip straight to the rare this time. Cause I don't got an attention span. For what if you else? opened it and it was just dripping with marinara? Wouldn't surprise and me. your like leader card is like Chef Antoni, <laughs> and it's just all different types of pasta noodles. All right, I got a um, <clears throat> I got a Pietra del Lamento. Whoa! Which I don't know what that means. I don't know why I, I don't. Know, I don't either. I don't speak Spanish, so um, <laughs> I'll have to figure that out later. Sick. But uh, let's wrap this up. I love Spanish packs from Italy. So, dude, was that Iron Man functional? Uh, yeah, that was a guy standing there in a costume. What a legend. All right, so I say we wrap was this up. Was his name Brittany? <laughs> um, we were really exhausted at the end of the trip, and the reason for that is because we were originally supposed to come home on a Friday mm-hmm. afternoon, right? Which is cool because it meant I still had my weekend ahead of me, and I could play Resident Evil 4. Sure. Which I've been waiting forever to play. Naturally. But then um, the entire... Air traffic controller union of Paris decided to go on strike while we were there. Oof. So that meant our flight got delayed, which then kind of like set off a cascade of things not working out. Right. Um, but eventually, after like 24 hours straight of travel, we were on our way home. That's good to hear. So we were homeward bound, which, of course, is a, a really good movie about a, a group of a pair of dogs and their cat friend Great who movie. have to work their way home uh, after. Who's the dog and who's the cat? Like between I, you and Anthony, that's a good point. Anthony's I never thought. He's got to be sassy. He was sassy for sure. That sounds I feel like about you're, right. a, you're you're the golden no, retriever. No, on my best days I was like Chance. Yeah. But then on the other days where I was tired, I was like Shadow, where it's like just leave me in the pit to die. <laughs> you know, because I was so tired. And, just go on without me. Go. Just go. <laughs> a good soldier never leaves a man behind. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the end. Dang. Well, so what'd you, you do in Italy? <laughs> <laughs> How was the food? Did I want to know. Yeah. All right, what would yeah. you eat? Tough everything. Questions. Tell me everything you ate. We ate. Um, let me say this first. I know this might sound pretentious, but I feel as though in my life, I have tasted what life has to offer as far as food goes. Sure. That there's very little I feel left in this world that could truly surprise me. 
Right. Like, I don't think you could give me a sandwich and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the most delicious sandwich. I, I didn't even know food could taste this good. Right. In my wildest dreams, I never fantasized about something being so delicious. I, I think I've reached the point in life where I'm going to, I'm not going to get surprised by food. Right. And yet everywhere I go, for like the seven months we were planning this trip, everyone, oh, you got to try the food. It's the best food in the world. You're going to love the food. Oh, I, I wish I was going because I would love to have the food. Right. And I went to Italy. And let me tell you something. Eh. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, for example, like their soda doesn't doesn't taste like our soda. Our soda is better. Oh, uh, their pizza. Lame. Wow. Their is it any different? Lame. Like Yes. I I contend, I defy the nation of Italy and it, all its sovereignty. And I'll tell you that our way of doing pizza in America is better. America okay? or Detroit? America. I don't care where you go. Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere? We go all in. Okay. Shout out to you got your pizza. You got your giant glob of cheese. Shout out to CeCe's Mozzarella. We put pepperoni also on it. Uh, we we <laughs> cook that sucker. And I'll tell you right now, we got BLT pizza. We got meat lovers pizza. Yeah. Barbecue chicken. We'll do a barbecue chicken. Oh, my gosh. Anything. The, the, the sky's the limit. Is yeah. everything there just margarita pizza? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. You know, the Italian flag is uh, green, white, red. So, you know, we made a we made a pizza that's got, you know, the red tomato sauce. We put a little bit of mozzarella on it and then, oh, crap, what are we going to use for green? Uh, we'll just take some green little pesto leaves and, Dang. and it's like lame. And the, the crust is paper thin. Dang. So they serve this to you and they're like, yeah, that'll be eight euros. And you're oh. like, yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Bad. I'm sorry to say. Call me up a Jets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a little disappointed. I thought that something um, in the food would surprise and amaze me, would change my life, but it didn't. What's the conversion of euros now? Well, I'll tell you this. Right before I left, I Googled it, and it was like 1 to 1.0008. Oh, wow. It was like okay. dead on. Yeah. Which, well, which something one? changed. Uh-oh. <laughs> because when I got to the <laughs> airport in Rome and you go to the ATM machine or whatever to trade out your currency, it's like, no, it's like 0.8 to 1. And, of course, now we're going to charge you a fee. So, basically, to get 150 euros, I paid like $197. Dang. So. Was there a transfer fee? Yeah. That's how they get. I think in. so. What's kind of cool though is that pretty much every place uh, took our took a card, so okay. I didn't really need you didn't really need cash as much as you thought. Also, there are some things that I will say Europe and Italy specifically just does right. For example, when you see something that says five euros on it, it costs five euros hmm. straight. I got you. right. No sales tax being hidden there. You're not going to go to the register and go, "What happened?" Right. No tip needed right just things are exactly what they say you're going to pay for them you could a child could do the math waiting in line well that's kind of one of the classic things you hear about like europeans or people who come over to america and then it's like whoa i paid ten dollars for the burger and now you expect me to tip the waiter i thought this was included so it's like that's how they operate there everything's included it's troubling and they pay their waiters yeah not three dollars an hour i remember i learned that lesson when i was like six i went to kmart Mm. Shout out oh, to Kmart. Shout out to Kmart. I was trying to buy a WWE action figure. Uh, I remember it was like $12. Yeah. And I brought $12 yep. to Kmart. Yep. Same thing with me. It was Toys R Us. It was a Han Solo yellow blaster that made the sound effects. Let's call it $16.99. Young Austin shows up with $17 flat. Oh, not no. aware of the doom that was headed my way. They had you. Pain. They had Anthony a couple times on this trip. <laughs> uh, he would walk into a place and uh, I'm like, they're going to wheel and deal this guy. They're going to haggle him into like, what's the opposite of barter? Just gouge. Selling your soul. <laughs> He's going to get gouged. And it, but actually, you know, he said he bought a night. He bought a pair of really nice sunglasses in a shop. And he's like, oh, wow, these are only 10 euros. And I'm like, really? Because they look like $50 sunglasses. Are you sure those are good? But he had them all week and they were good. Wow. One mistake we kind of made on this trip was uh, we decided to climb uh, lots of mountains in Italy. Very mountainous uh, place, Hmm. which is really cool. But you decided to climb the Colosseum. We decided to walk up a mountain on like the second day of the trip. And that pretty much... 
that was a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. It was like leg day the rest of the trip. Yeah. And that's why I say Italy is a land of stairs mm. because you I felt, felt every single one yeah. of them. Every yeah. time you go down to the metro, you're going to have to come back up Oof. at some point. Did you see the Coliseum? We saw the Coliseum. Fun fact. It's not nearly, I know this sounds cliche, but it's not as big as you think it is. Really? Uh, like the arena. The, the arena, you the, the the place that the fighters would physically be in, not much bigger than like the gymnasium next door. Huh. Wow. And there was, a, a, I think what's also really weird about Rome is, you know, it's a, it's a city with tons of ancient things in it, right? It's mm-hmm. It's got the, the Colosseum and the Pantheon and and then. And in the Roman Forum, I mean, we're talking thousands of years old, right. some of this stuff. But then when you get there, you never are really sure what you're looking at if it's that old. Like when I see a brick, I don't know if the brick is actually thousands of years old. Right. Because you're studying it and you're like, well, it's obviously been renovated and there's like clearly been concrete put there to reinforce it. And right. And so it's like, it's also weird to walk around in like, Ooh, ah, the Coliseum. Wow. Look at these ancient walls. And then there's like a security camera that's been like drilled into the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then there's like railings and right. extension cores laying everywhere. And then there's signs plastered and all the stuff saying, don't lean on this. Don't touch this. And then in the Go corner, this way. there's some dude recording a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. There's some jerk American walking around pulling out one-liners while recording for three seconds yeah. so he can share them on social media. Yeah. Or on the podcast later. Making, like right here. Making, making marinara puns and right. pasta pretty much. noodle references. So what would you say the fashion was like? Oh, Is it question. any different? Is it? Well, uh, we actually went at a great time because it was really moderate weather. It was only like in the 50s and 60s. Okay. Uh, which sounds cool for us uh, Fahrenheit. But when you're moving around all day, just walking around, you feel I never felt I never felt cold. In fact, there was days I wondered if I'd ever feel anything other than overheated again. Dang. Well, it's a good thing you didn't go in the summer. Yeah. I think that place would probably be pretty warm. And, uh, oh my gosh. Pretty, pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Just got dizzy. (laughs) Uh, I think, uh, I think the climate was really nice. And so because of that, that's why people, I think, dressed really well. Uh, the Mediterranean diet is known as the healthiest diet in the world, generally. Yeah. So that's a big reason why I think Italians are just naturally so attractive. It's like everybody's in great shape. Right. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest, we're a bunch of Polacks. So, uh, you Word. know, people with like more sharper features, darker skin, darker eyes, darker hair. Mm. Like, how can we compete? Did you now this is important. Did you guys rent the Vespa? No. We did everything by foot, except when we would take like the metro or you take a train. I think that's how across most, the coast. most people live. It is said that though those who the world reveals itself to those who travel it by foot. Wow. Hashtag Frodo and Sam. Yeah, I kept saying, Anthony, the next step I take will be the farthest way from all I've ever been. <laughs> and I kept saying it all the time. So it got really annoying. I, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so general consensus was you recommend a trip to Italy someone looking to travel would you go back well I would recommend going if you can speak Italian mm. although to be to be fair Rome had I, I don't speak very much in fact I probably speak less Italian after going because uh, <laughs> there's like you learn all these phrases on Duolingo and they never come up right, <laughs> right. so I, I think that I think that if you knew the language better you'd probably enjoy it more but everything was written in English as, as well as Italian. I, I never felt like we had a hard time getting around. And of course, you go to a hotel or a restaurant, virtually everybody speaks English. Everybody yeah. under the age of 30 was like t- almost completely fluent in English. Right. Hmm. So that was really nice. And I think I think Rome especially is a comfortable place to visit. But something to keep in mind is that it's a downtown city. Like most of it is I don't want to I want to try to remove the fantasy we have about foreign countries. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in something like Rome, you just experience the same kind of features that you would see in any other big city. Lots of people means lots of trash. Yeah. People constantly trying to sell you something, you know, like, oh, a coffee shop, an ice cream shop, a 
a, an Apple store, you know, a, like right. a McDonald's. And, right. and so that's kind of the thing of you probably could walk with your head down and not even know you're in a, another country sometimes. Sure. So well, let me ask you this. You mentioning McDonald's made me think. What was the most American thing you did when you were in Italy? Uh, we went to a place called HFC, and I bought myself a crispy chicken sandwich with fries and a Coke. <laughs> and it was great. Nice. I needed it. Thanks. Did you guys do the, uh, <clears throat> like the river, uh, what do they call it? The rowboat on the river or whatever? What is that called? I don't the remember. The romantic couples. That's in Venice. Yeah, that wasn't quite what we were. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, like the pole going down. Yeah, the gondola. Gondola, that's yes. what it is, yeah. No, we did not get to do that in Rome. We did get to see a lot of the Mediterranean Sea, though. Mm, that's cool. Especially when we were taking our train from Rome to Tropea, which is southern Italy, where we spent half the trip, which is a very small town. You kind of got to see this, go on this long train ride and see the Mediterranean on one side and the mountains on the other. That was really nice. That's cool. Uh, lovely city. Very small, but it was terrible. Uh-oh. Why? Uh, well, just because it's a small town with small-minded people. Oh! <laughs> so you're telling me they don't listen to 99 Nerds. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to tell what everybody. What a bunch of frauds. I listen to 99 Nerds, and they were like, K. <laughs> Which I thought meant, okay, like, yeah, K, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to it. But it Fire meant, it up. Turn your phone up. And- <laughs> but they meant what? Leave me alone. <laughs> I learned real quick that the the word that the the phrase "arrivederci" doesn't mean goodbye. Arrivederci means I'm walking away from you now. Don't follow me. Wow. Yeah. So a little did bit of a, langu- a lot? little bit of a language barrier there. Did you say that a lot, or did you hear that a lot? I said that constantly to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So it was a good trip overall. Um, I never in a million years would have planned on going. Yeah. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad you went too, man. Now I'll never go back. Oh, also, I, also after that trip, man, I was tired. I felt like I'll I I will stay home in America for the next ten years before I leave again. Yeah. So, what was the best thing you ate in Italy? Um, we went to a really fancy restaurant one night, and we didn't know it was a fancy restaurant. In fact, that morning we woke up and we were walking down the street of Tropea, and this gentleman was just standing there handing out cards, and he says, "Oh, you know, come to my restaurant tonight," and he just like gave us a card. Sure. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Why not? <laughs> when in Tropea. Only if you subscribe. Yeah. And so uh, we I did it. He did it. And so we walked in and uh, that night, and it was like a lady in the tramp place, wow. you know, with like the small table and like the heat lamp and the candles. And nice. like, ooh, this is a fancy place. And I open up the menu. I'm like, oh, crud. It's all seafood. Mm. Oh, no. You were by this, the shore? Well, Tropea is a coastal city. Yeah. So um, I was able to get away, though, with getting lamb chops. Wow. Which were great. Get that coastal lamb. Anthony had a swordfish. That's wow. that's baller. Bold. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't. Bold flavor. He never told me. What, from? When I asked him how it was, I don't Jack think. Jack <laughs> He never gave flavor me an answer when I asked fish. if it was good or not. So I don't know. Yeah, it must not have been. Mm. Well. Too fresh. I would say also. I can um, still taste the sword. I can still taste the, the fish that he speared with his still sword. Taste the blade. Um, two things I'll say uh, last about Italy. One, I know that one of my negative traits is I'm very hard to impress. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a cynic sometimes about things. <laughs> Good lord, guys. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> uh, but going to the Vatican City was truly impressive. When okay. you're when you're seeing these buildings that took hundreds of years to build, right, and every square inch of it is detailed with all sorts of art and paintings and tapestries and expert tile and gold, it's like incredible. Yeah, and I was like, wow, dude, human beings are crazy when they put their mind to it, and when they. I don't know, Rob from however many countries over centuries. Yeah, at least a hundred. Yeah, and just kind of can pay whatever they want uh, right. at any price. So Vatican yeah. City was great. And then one little thing we, me and my cousin got to do, our cousin. <laughs> He's only yours right now. <laughs> one thing we got to do was really cool. We actually, and this was my one request. We got to actually go see an authentic Italian opera while we were there. 
Wow. Nice. Like actual Italian opera singers. We got to see a kind of a medley they did for whatever it was, two hours. Mm-hmm. That was very special. That's legit, dude. So I, I was very, that was a very kind of like wholesome, I did something. I yeah. did something worthwhile that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. I like that, dude. Those That's guys sweet. can those guys can sing, dude. That's what I've heard. I don't know how they do it, but man, there was like you feel like they could it's almost like they're superheroes. Like you know how there's like a superhero who has the ability to like yell really loud and like knock people over? Black bolt, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's like the, but some of these these two opera singers, man, they'd sing and it would like rattle the room. Wow. You're like, how the heck are you guys where are you hiding that microphone and you're Surgically planted chest or something. Something in the fettuccine. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. How long have you been holding on to that? <laughs> that reminds me. Um, yeah. So Italy, a nation of alcoholics, beauty, trash, and stairs. Good stuff, Sean. Yeah. I'm glad you survived. Yeah. So maybe you guys can go to a, a weird foreign nation later. And um, David's up next. Yeah, you guys can like let me know what it's like going to Jamaica. She's making me crazy. And then it'll be me. I'm going to bed, Idaho. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. Don't. Let's reset the room and <laughs> yeah, let's let's, <laughs> let's let's move into uh, something more important. All right. So now let's, let's dive, talk about something more interesting. Let's dive. <laughs> let's dive into Bad Batch. Yo, Bad Batch season two finale is over now is this the part where i get to like just chill here and not have to worry about talking this is the part where you get indoctrinated let me tell you what Punk. okay you roll the dice and pick a random episode to watch a bad batch 2 mm. you're either never gonna watch it again or you're gonna want to watch all of clone wars all of bad batch season one of season two Dude, that's a great explanation um there are some poo poo episodes just some stinkers really bad ones <laughs> um but the story in some of these episodes are amazing. Yeah. Do you want to go episode by episode or just do I mean, we kind of talked just about Just a quick Mando. recap. Yeah. The, the show is about that stupid line in the sequel movies where Poe Dameron says, somehow Palpatine's returned. Right. What they're doing is they're taking that line, that... Um, they're kind of like the lore behind. They're trying to explain that line. That lazy writing in yeah. the sequels. And Dave Filoni's like, no, I have four shows that I'm going to create. Well, no, I think it was more so like, oh, no, they hated our clone Palpatine idea. What do we do? And then Filoni stepped in and was like, guys, I'll, I can kind of take this story and I can fix that. And don't yeah. worry, well, I'll fix it all. Maybe that's what the Mandalorian's trying to do as so well with, that's, its, with its whole clone. For sure. Doctor. That's what I was going to say. For sure. The... What's really cool about Mando and Bad Batch being out at the same time, the episodes are almost mirroring each other. Right. So, like, there is an episode in Mando of the scientist going on the Imperial ship to get the cloning technology. Right. Somewhere, I don't know if it's the exact same episode number, where mm-hmm. that was, like, episode number five. Right. I don't know if it's episode number five of Bad Batch. They literally steal the cloning technology. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, they interrogate an Imperial cruiser... Mm-hmm. It's like the same yeah. story. What you're seeing is in Bad Batch, the very, very beginning of that, like, let's try to recapture what the Kaminoans did. Whereas in Mandalorian, you're seeing much later, like, this has already been in development for a while. It's progressed a lot. But yeah, same themes. Yeah. So it's it's answering that question. How did Palpatine come back? It's also, uh, Bad Batch is also answering how the heck like every kid wants to know what's the difference between a clone trooper and a stormtrooper right it's answering that question it's bridging yeah. that gap of how they transitioned and what that looks like one's and what a, one's a clone clones. one's a storm it's true that's right but there are some dark episodes heck yeah oh my gosh my favorite episode that i'll just touch on real quick is a crosshair episode yep um, and this whole Bad Batch story is the story of Omega and Tick and Hunter and <laughs> Rekka. Rekka. You're like the most Australian girl ever. But no, 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 oh no, I don't know. And I'll tell you what, when you get episodes focused on her, oh, it's bad. Yikes. But when you get episodes focused on Crosshair, yeah, Crosshair is one of the Bad Batch um, fallen. And he actually swears has his. 
he swears his loyalty to the empire right he wants to be a part of what they're doing he wants to be an agent of the emperor he wants Good to be soldiers follow orders he is all about it he wants to be somebody in the empire um and it's a the story is a slow progression of him coming back to reality of like whoa the empire is like they don't give a dang about me right but how it, relevant is it in the show that they have accelerated aging very it's getting there yeah that is the whole thing behind omega omega isn't right accelerated and part of it too is like in the one episode david's talking about because she's a girl they're oh no nope. it's not no oh season finale <laughs> but anyway so in the episode david's talking about Crosshair comes across a. He gets a piece of hair. He He has no hair. He gets a mission with this imperial, <laughs> this imperial guy who's a total D, and he <laughs> and he hates clones. He does. <laughs> He is ready for the clones to be done. He basically... I can't! (laughs) He basically refers to clones as used equipment. Like, I don't want anything to do with clones. They suck. We're moving on from them. We've got better troops on the way. I agree with that. And what's happening... What's happening is... (laughs) Sorry. I can't... Well, that's... Oh, no. I I think that that's a... I've always felt that that is a very... um, That is a very sober-minded way of looking at the clones post... Clone Wars, like, right? I would argue, like, in a from a strictly political, like, organizational sense, if I'm the emperor, if I'm the emperor, like, you get rid of those clones immediately. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they're trying to do stuff like that, and then there's senators who are trying to speak for the clones and saying, like, we should probably get these clones some. Does bites. a clone have a soul? They f- <laughs> they fought hard for us, and now like you're just treating them like property, and you're going to decommission them, and like, what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to live? They've got all they know is war. I brought you into this world. I'm going to bring you out. Dang. So, yeah. So, there's an Imperial officer. These batches are bad. He shows up to an, an outpost that a clone commander is supposed to keep watch of this cargo. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know what the cargo is. He just follows orders of protecting it. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Imperial officer shows up because someone stole some cargo. Mm. And he showed up to be like, what's going on here? You know, uh... Do we need to take matters or do we need to bring in, you know, other people to handle this? Right. Um, and it's just a giant. Have you guys ever played Modern Warfare 2? You know, that yeah. episode, that episode, that mission mission with your your buddy. You're in the snow and you're just infiltrating a Russian base. Yeah. Right. That is the episode with Crosshair and this clone commander. His right, name's right. Mayday. Uh, Mayday. Commander Mayday. Right. Um, so backstory, Mayday's been on that planet for like ever, and he was expecting to be like relieved, relieved, like he says, like six rotations ago or something, and nobody ever came. All of his crew is dead. They've all been killed by like local raiders and like not pirates, but people trying to loot them. And they just keep getting picked off one by one by these people. Sure. And so eventually they get some stuff stolen and the prick officers like it's your responsibility. Go fix it. Go get it. And he sends the only one that's left is Mayday and Crosshair. They're the only clones mm. left because there was only a few left when they got there and a couple people die right away. So Crosshair and him go on this mission. Yeah, he says, like, you know, we can do this. We just need you to send more men. And he says, I'm not sending more men. It's your fault. You got your men killed. And he's just like going oh, at man. this clone. Yeah. And, and he has plenty of men there. Yeah. That's and plenty of stormtroopers. The clone is just like, you can see it. He's very like, all right. Yeah. Good soldiers follow orders, I guess. Right. So him and Crosshair take on this mission of getting their cargo back, and it is insane. They infiltrate a ba- uh, some rebel camp, right? And they just start picking people off Dude. left and right. Crosshair has some sick action. Yeah, like he's just a dead shot guy. Sounds like a murderer. Dude, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Season one, he puts like a grandma on his crosshair. Dude, yeah, he ends a grandma. Wild. I don't know if he shoots her, but he no. Puts- oh, he does. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Anyway, they uh, they take out all these rebels. They actually blow this camp up, but mm-hmm. the, this camp was in a mountain, right? And the explosion causes an avalanche. Yep. And Crosshair and this guy get buried in the snow. But before they do, they they retrieve the cargo, 
And during the whole explosion and everything, the cargo opens up and they realize that the cargo is full of stormtrooper armor. So the clones have been dying protecting stormtrooper armor. And it's this like metaphor of like, we are literally dying just to protect what's going to replace us. And nobody ever told them what was in it. Nobody ever helped them with it. So they they literally, that guy sends them to their death to get that, that uh, stormtrooper armor back. But the avalanche comes. They both get knocked out. Uh, what is it? Mayday. He's like seriously injured. Crosshair almost dies, like bringing him back to the camp. They finally make it back to the camp. And the prick officer is just like, wow, took you long enough. And Crosshair's like, he's dying. He needs a medic. And the Imperial officer goes, I don't waste resources on clones. Mm. And Crosshair's like, he's he's dying. You need to bring someone. He needs help. And he says, leave him there and come back to your post. And Crosshair, there's like just the second, there's two seasons that built up to this of Crosshair decided to be with the Empire. He stuck out his orders. He killed a grandma for them. He, <laughs> you know, he's blowing people up. He's sniping people, taking over planets for them. Right. He was abandoned by the Empire and he still waited on a platform in the middle of a water right. planet. They blew up Caminoia for him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Camino, and he's, Camino, yeah. he still sat on a platform for like 40 days and waited for the Empire to come back and pick right. him up. And okay. they've never shown allegiance to him, but he always shows allegiance to them. Good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders. And it was all a full circle moment where Crosshair dragged this guy through the snow for days to get him back so he could save his life. Right. And the Imperial officer looks at him and says, I'm not wasting my resources on him. And he dies. He dies right, right then and there. And when Crosshair sees it, Sad. he says, hey, Imperial officer. The Imperial officer turns around. Crosshair snipes him Kills in him. the chest. <laughs> and then shoots him dead. All the stormtroopers arrest Crosshair. So now Crosshair has like gone rogue. Right. He's gone AWOL, which ha- is a constant theme in this show. There's a lot of clones that are going AWOL. Right. Um, Cody. Co- Commander Cody. Cody and Crosshair have a sick episode where they're they're doing this mission, and Cody gets to the end of the, mess, the mission realizing, like, I don't think we're the good guys anymore. And he goes missing and AWOL. So Dang. Cody's out there, dude, and I'm sure he's going to team up with Rex. And, yes. and then he's going to hunt down Obi-Wan. So <laughs> Captain Rex throughout this season is... Uh, Getting a bunch of other clones, right? You know, rogue clones who are understanding what's going on. Yep. There's kind of an underground thing, the ruin. So there's more and more clones that are kind of turning, which is why the Empire doesn't care for them. Because right. the, it's like a chance, like, we don't know, you know, one out of a hundred of you are going to go AWOL. Right. So it's like, we don't want you guys. Meanwhile, Unit 99 is going around the the, ga- the country, the galaxy, causing a muck and like stirring things up. So the Empire is trying to deal with these rogue clones. Meanwhile, there's these other rogue clones and these other AWOL clones. So they're like getting to the fever pitch point where like they are just going to be done with them. Sure. But again, there's people in the Senate who are trying to talk about the clones in a positive light. And how are we going to take care of the clones? Um, but all of this happens where Echo leaves at one point in the season to help Rex. Echo comes back and the whole gang's back together. They go on this mission and they find out that Crosshairs has been taken and they're trying to find out where he is. He puts out a distress signal because he's been having experiments done on him. And there's this one guy in the Empire that's like leading this cloning division, the advanced science division. And he's a chotch. He's got a slick haircut and he's a douchebag. He looks like Jeremy Renner. Hawkeye. Does. Yeah. Ronan. He looks like the Ronan version of Hawkeye. Yeah. Except he's more like, you know, imperial, which you know exactly what that means. But anyway, so they're doing all these things on Crosshair and they Crosshair knows that they're trying to get Omega. Omega is the key because she's like the one female clone. Her name is Omega. What do you think that could mean, Sean? What does Omega mean? Um, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The last. Um, The last clone so omega is the key he's got lam su or whatever her name is the kaminoan who was in charge of all the cloning stuff her and omega were a team so he gets a tip that if you want to persuade lam su to do what you want you have to get omega because she has you know emotional ties to omega so everything's about getting omega 
Crosshair sends out a message saying, hey, they're coming after you. They're trying to find you. They're trying to find Omega. And then it's just this mad scramble of like, shoot, they're coming after Omega. We need to hide. They find this really cool planet with a, you know, like a. Uh, 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 Use your words. Um, they find this really cool planet and it's kind of like a Minas Tirith type of town where it's like all these walls and it's really beautiful. And they're thinking about hanging out there. But then they get Crosshair's message and they say, we need to go find him. So they go find him. And that's what sets up the finale. And I'm going to take a breath. Talk, talk about. Well, hold finale. on. Hold on. Let me say this. Let me stop you right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say no more. Well, what if I want to watch this show for myself? Watch it. Dude. I will stop right now. Hmm. Well, I texted you about the Crosshairs episode. I said, listen, Sean, I know you're not about that Bad Batch action, but if you're going to watch any episode, just to get a general idea of what's going on, watch the Crosshair episode. You know what? I think I will watch the show. Wow. Wow. You know what that episode reminded me of? I'm still trying to finish Daredevil, man. What do you want from me? Dude, Dude I haven't even started. It's a good show. It's I'll admit it. It's a good show, but boy, it's hard. And this is kind of- It gets good, though. Just keep at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that crosshair episode yeah. reminded me a lot of that Clone Wars episode of General Krell. Oh yeah, who hates clones? Yeah, it's awesome, Same. dude. We've talked about that, but you haven't seen it. That's a great episode, one of the best actually. But yeah, this is really good Star Wars. It's- well, I remember you guys early on in the season were like hot and cold about this show back and forth back and forth well i'll say this remember we were saying how sid is like they're doing all these missions for sid and it's like sid doesn't really even care about them well in the finale sid turns them into the empire and she's officially like traitor yeah you could have seen this coming i could have i talked about it many episodes ago um but most importantly they go to this base their their plan is to get information on where crosshair is they put a tracker on the guy's ship because he's there for a meeting and they're going to get the information on where he's going but before they can freaking saw guerrera ruins everything we've talked about saw guerrera and how he's this like loose cannon he's just like this rash just does things impulsively and he doesn't think through it because he's just got to get to the Empire. So Saw Gerrera wants to blow up this entire base. No! Including Tarkin and Commander Krennic is there. They do a little... Commander Krennic. They do a little sprinkle of like, Krennic, so inform us on how Project Stardust is going. Stardust. Um, Okay. Rogue One. So, which is funny because Krennic is like the only one in that scene where he's like got very distinct facial features. And I didn't know it was him, but it's like that guy looks different than all the other animated characters. Right. He's not like hyper exaggerated. Right. He's like, it's it's just different. Like you can tell right away. And then like, oh, Commander Krennic, tell us about Stardust. Uh, But so Saw Gerrera tries to blow this whole thing up. And they're like, dude, no, like we're trying to get information. Like you can't just kill everybody. He's like too late i'm doing it so then he blows up the base they get stuck on this train track thing and essentially after an extremely emotional scene and a lot of drama our boy tech falls (gasps) our boy tech falls far oh he's probably dead maybe i don't think so they didn't show his body no he's not dead then he's not dead i don't think he might be i think it's emotional you know, be a really, a really great subversion of expectations. If they don't show his body, you don't know that he's dead, but he's totally dead. <laughs> <laughs> they showed his broken goggles. Well, that's no. the thing. This this scientist guy, they keep talking about how he knows what to do with clones. Because the big thing is, how are we going to phase out these clones? How do we right. decommission them? And just wait, right? <laughs> just wait them out. Yeah, they'll they're die. not going to last. Like three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he he keeps saying, like, send the clones to me. I know what to do with them. I know. Right. And you don't really know what he's talking about. I think he is going to have tech and he's going to, like, right. turn him into for sure. something. Because he machine. later on, like the Terminator, you know, it's like Omega gets sick, uh, gets sick. <laughs> she gets hurt. Everybody's hurt because they crash in this train. They get away, but they crash and they get back to the planet where Sid's at to get care and then, like, as they're waking up and as they're recovering, Sid turns them into the Empire. And that dude from the Advanced Science Division shows up. He's got text goggles. And he's there like, oh, sorry about your friend. This is all we could recover. And they're there to get Omega. After a long, dramatic scene, they get Omega. They get away with Omega. The rest of the 99 crew escapes. But at this point, it's just Wrecker, Hunter, and Echo. 
Um, and straight up, Hunter is a boss. That dude is like legitness. Yeah. He he's a baller leader. You guys sound very passionate about this show. The, the season finale was great. Um, I didn't think I didn't think it was the season finale. You didn't. <laughs> I thought there was another episode. I'm coming. like, are we going to talk about the season finale? And he's like, dude, there's another episode next week. <laughs> there's not. There's, it just kind of <laughs> ends. That's exactly what they did in season one. They just ended it. Like, oh, what's going? Oh. They just ran out of ideas. Maybe, um, but at the very, very end, it's like the it's like every season is like the end of the Sopranos. Omega gets taken to this facility, the Advanced Science Division. She's told to just stand in a room. She sees Crosshair unconscious on a table. She runs over to him. Crosshair, Crosshair, Crosshair. That was an exaggeration. So no, yeah, she's like Crosshair, and then this other scientist lady who you've seen a bunch of times throughout the show says, yeah. "Omega, come here." No, don't go to Crosshair. No. No, come here. And, and she's, she's like, like, where's Lam Su? I want to see Lam Su. Lama Su. Why Lama? Lama Su. And she's like, you trust Lama Su more than me? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I know Lama Su. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> and she says, don't, <laughs> what did she don't say? you know me? <laughs> she says, I think you know me even more. So they're both Australian or New Zealand? And then she takes her goggles off and she says, I'm your sister. Wait, is it her older sister? She's older. She might be accelerated aged. Exactly. So think about this. In the show, they confirm Omega is older than the Bad Batch. Right. Does she have slowed aging? Oh, my God. Because she's still a kid. Or does she have normal aging? Bad Batch has accelerated aging. I think she has normal. But now there's an older Omega chick. Right. She was a failed Omega. Yeah. A faux Omega. A fail Omega. I wonder what her name a is. Omega fail. Is there something between Alpha and Omega? <laughs> there's a lot, I think. <laughs> a it's like, is there, is there anything between A and Z? No, that's what I'm saying. What's Maybe something? she's like a W. What's in the middle? Like, what are the names? Except, no, she's an L. She's a, she's a beta. <laughs> Alpha beta. Delta. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, Man, Star Wars is going to start running out of those uh, whatever Greek terms real quick so. here. But yeah, all of this is just to explain. You see like in chambers in the background figures like kind of like uh, failed attempts at trying to clone. Gross. Yeah. Pro, it, it failed attempts to clone a lady? Not a lady. <laughs> Palpatine. Oh. What's his name? Snoke. It's like all these Snoke figures in the tubes. Oh. They're yeah. trying to... It's literally all to tie the prequels together, which we're going to do a prequel deep dive. Not prequel. Sequel. Son of a beat. <laughs> sequel deep Say dive. I keep saying sequel and prequel. And I'm looking so forward to it because my my idea of how to fix the Palpatine problem is like so much better than all this. Like well, that's the thing. I don't blame Filoni for any of this. They screwed up in the sequels and now he's trying to fix it. For the love of God, he's doing his best. Yeah. He's not he's not the killer. He's not the terrorist. He's just the trauma surgeon right. at the hospital. Exactly. Yeah. He's trying to freaking sew up some guy's nubbed leg. What would you... That was kind of graphic. I'm sorry, guys. Jeez, <laughs> dude. What would you rate the Bad Batch? Ah! Uh, you know, it's one of those things. There's some real stinker episodes. <laughs> Do they suck? Yeah. Just like, Sid's got us going to take this loot, and it's going to be a big job. Good luck, guys. Well, that was the thing I was so surprised by. Like, it's like, it's like a season of like 20 episodes or something. Uh, I think it's 16. Like, 16. yeah, what the heck? I was and like, I would say there's I thought like, that show was, I thought that show was over months ago. I'd say there's like seven real bangers in that. You want to know why that yeah. is? Because it's a kid show. I'm a kid. Oh, well, good for you. I'm a little kid guy. I'm a good boy. No, <laughs> it, sure my it's age it's a very good story. They they really did. And there's parts like, you know, the ending, you know, Palpatine comes back. You yeah. know, they're going to lose. Right. You know, they're not around in the movies. Right. You know, they're going to die at some point. They're, they're going to be gone. Tick. They're. They're not going to win, oh, no. but you see them beat the, in a small scope, you see the Bad Batch find a way to beat Palpatine. Yeah. And then it expands to the larger scope and you see Palpatine manipulated it. Right. And he's All they way did ahead was of took one of his pawns and he's got his knight ready to pounce. Yeah. Speaking so, of pounce. <laughs> 
So like the heavens are coming that's down. That's Bad right Batch. It's really good. I mean, Filoni's a master. First of all, like the visuals of the finale episode, beautifully done. Second of all, Filoni knows how to kill a character. And by kill, I mean maybe kill. But like the emotion, the music, the the visuals, he he did a great job killing tech. Tech! Oh, wait, tech's dead. Maybe. Oh, probably. He fell like 80,000 feet. And they had his broken goggles. Your goggles only break when you die. Oh, no, his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Bad Batch. Um, let's wrap in three seconds. We saw Secret Invasions. That was already three seconds. We saw Secret Invasions um, trailer. Looks pretty dramatic. Looks real dramatic. Looks like everyone's going to die if Samuel L. Jackson doesn't kill all the scrolls. No, um, they're good. Scrolls are good. No, there's bad ones. Not these ones. This. These ones are bad. These are a bad batch of scrolls. The bad batch. Unit 99. <laughs> um, and then Blue Beetle uh, trailer just dropped. It looks... Which I'm going to have to watch. It looks okay. And then insert footage of here. He's a, Lat <laughs> He's a Latino guy. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle. His armor is alien and it kind of like protects him. The host, it protects the host at all costs. So it does like all kinds of random things, but he's kind of got like an Iron Man vibe to him. Almost like a nanotech. He can create whatever he wants. Kind of like a Green Lantern type dude as well. In the trailer, he creates this baller sword. He kind of looks like a Power Ranger, everybody's saying. So uh -oh. it sounds like uh, DC is putting a superhero movie in place that just kind of fills in all the gaps of any of the other Marvel superheroes they haven't already copied. Yeah. And okay. and I saw Wait, a beautiful tweet. Blue Beetle is DC? Yeah. Oh. I saw I a beautiful you. tweet that captured all of this perfectly where James Gunn said, like, we're really excited. Blue Beetle's coming out. That's a part of our universe. And then it's like, side note, it's a part of our universe if the audience connects to this character and the box office sales are good enough. Otherwise, we will drop this mother as quickly as we can. So hopefully they don't drop them. What happened with Shazam? Remember that movie? Dude, drama. Did anybody ever? I feel like I blinked and it's it's gone. Nobody saw it. Poor Zachary Levi. I was really really rooting for him. I could have I could have gone without it. What a legend. What do you think, David? Anything else? So uh, shout out to Jay Dinsa. Shout it out, uh, King Dinsa on Instagram. He messaged us and said he stumbled upon our podcast on YouTube, and he loves it. Um, shout out, dude. Shout out. I think the the most <laughs> the the one shout out I'm most excited to see you add to the episode is when David shouted out Kmart. <laughs> shout out Kmart. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um because they're dead now. <laughs> they died. You're in a shallow grave behind the Walmart. Dude. Remember they used to serve like slushies and popcorn and I pizza? never I don't remember ever going to Kmart once. Dude, Kmart was clutch because whenever they were sold out with stuff at Circuit City <laughs> and Best Buy, you no. could count on Kmart to have it. Fun fact about Best Buy. Um today to try to make this uh slideshow thing work, yeah. I needed to buy an HDMI splitter. Right. Now I can easily get one of those off the internet, Amazon sure. for like 15 bucks. Makes sense. But I needed one today, so I couldn't like order one. So you went to Best Buy. So I went to Best Buy. You no, know, you want to know what they were charging for it? Huh? $70. Oh, I did not buy one. Gosh. That's why our president. I wonder, how do they stay in business? And now I know. That's it's how. because some old lady or old guy walks in there, has no idea. Yeah. They're selling HDMI cables for $130. Dude, yeah. I almost got stuck buying a uh, Ethernet cable from them for way more than I should have. And then I realized I feel like you could get an Ethernet cable out of like a dumpster. It was it was literally the only one they had on display for you to buy was the most advanced Ethernet cable you can purchase. I bet. Well, of course. You mean like science. You mean like an Ethernet cable? They're, they're literally like the gas stations. Like, you know, it's like you're going to buy a protein bar. You're going to pay four dollars and fifty cents. It's it like me. Because you need you, it now. It's like me selling you a pair of nail clippers that are the most eight, 12K nail clippers for two hundred dollars. <laughs> it's that futile to yeah. try to upsell somebody on a fancy HDMI cable. It doesn't mean anything. But yeah, what I was saying is like whenever a video game would drop, like you know, FIFA 2009. Sure, yeah, 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 the Kmart. Yeah. Don't go to Best Buy. Don't go to Circuit City. Go to Kmart. Go to Kmart because nobody else is going there and they actually have stock. Shout out to Kmart. Well, back in my day, RIP and we peace. had to go to the store to get a game. Nowadays, I just sit on my couch and I download it. Mm -hmm. Which, screw that. 
<laughs> you gotta wait for the download before you used to pop it in and you're good. Pop that mother. Well, Two. To be fair, internet is fast enough nowadays. I can like have it ready to play in like an hour, if if that. No. Which was like I it, don't which agree. Is, which is the equivalent of. Uh, me running to the store and buying the disc and then coming back home and putting it in. As someone who didn't play PlayStation very frequently, when the boys text me and say, we're on Fortnite, dope, I'm in, play, start, load, one of 37 updates downloading, 12.7 gigabytes, approximate time, three hours and 12 minutes. Every three days, they make you do a 12-hour update. It's like, you're right, this is awful. Screw the future. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a fun time. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, peace.